Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And she's trying to control and kill the whole podcast. Oh, no. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. You are listening to the Golden Tonsils himself. That's right, it's me, Dave Warnke, and I'm joined by oh the lesser tonsils of Jess Perkins, my esteemed co-host, who is also co-hosted by the lesser, even lesser tonsils oh, no, of, no, no. of Matt Stewart. I, I would call my tonsils um, maybe like uh, bronze. Oh, that's good. So it's just a silver maybe, tonsil? Maybe that. rusty. Rusty oh, tonsils. Rusty, yeah, sure. But were you once of precious metal? Yeah. Yeah. Does gold rust? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it does not. <laughs> I've never, Rusty gold. I've never thought about my tonsils as, you know, something to brag about. So good on you, Dave. Thank you. Have either of you had your tonsils removed? No, I still no. got them. Still got them. Well, that's what brings us together here on this <laughs> show. <laughs> when I do get them removed, though, I'm going to get them coated in gold. When you do, we all have to, though. Wearing them around my neck. Yeah, I, I would like to say on this podcast that if either of you get your tonsils removed, all three of us should have to go in on the same day and have them removed in solidarity. Agreed. I think that's fair. I'm okay with Especially that. Especially if it's me, because the golden tonsils mean a lot. Sure. They mean a lot. Sure, sure, sure. Do you think, like, because I'm assuming <laughs> that you're joking when you say that. No, I'd do it. No, I mean, when he says that he thinks he's the golden tonsils. Oh, I see. I do you, you think 
I don't. I can't, I can't tell. I can't fully tell, but last I'm last week I was like, "Oh, this is a bit of fun," and then he brought it back this time. <laughs> but I also thought he was joking when he wore that pompadour in last week, but he still got it on his head. So uh, I don't know what's real anymore. Oh, the are. pompadour, as you are referring to, is my new haircut, which has caused a bit of a storm on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. We're like a minute in. We're already piling on days. Yeah. That sounds about hey, right. but you look great. I like Thank the Thank you. And pompadour. I also sound great with these golden tonsils. You sure do, buddy. That's, that's where I actually was for those episodes I missed. I was in Europe getting surgery. On your oh, hair. Enhancement. Yeah. On my hair like and Homer my tonsils. Simpson? Yeah, that's right. I've had a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. what's actually happened is it's grown out a bit and you've stopped caring. Is that what's kind of happened? Or are you purposefully styling it this way? I thought you were like, this is just how my hair is. This is how my hair is, but now I've realised that I'm actually happy with it. I don't it. mean stop caring, but yeah, I mean like that, that was actually it. That was much more offensive than anything you've ever said to me on the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You look like you've just stopped caring. <laughs> no, I didn't mean... You <laughs> let yourself go, mate. I meant stopped um, fighting it. Yeah, I've stopped fighting it. That's actually but it's great. great. You look great. Thank You're you. You're beautiful. Thank you. And thanks for all the, the tweets. About the pompadour. There you guys. I just got off the phone because here at the studios out with our sound guy who we uh, employ every now and then, David Ross. He's a big listener of the show. Did you know that? He said Ross. He, he, he says that as soon as it lands, he go, he makes an excuse to whoever he's around and he goes for an hour-long walk. No way. <laughs> no matter what the situation. Yeah, no matter what. Funerals, <laughs> weddings, business meetings. Seriously, like as soon has as he, it's out. Has he, ever, yeah. has he ever left a meeting with yourself, Matt? <laughs> because he's realised that the episode has just hit one o'clock on the Wednesday. Yeah, so like 1pm Wednesday is Melbourne time. He is like, walk so, time. Sorry, Matt, I've got to go for an hour. Hey, that's great too because like we're, we're getting him out and doing some exercise. Yeah, I feel good about that's that. That's great. Where do you listen? Hey, thanks, Dave Ross. Let us know. Where do you listen? Uh, and Oh, I'm actually very excited um, because I just realised before we started the show, that I just hit record for the 50th time. Whoa! It's taken us a lot of takes tonight. Woo! but uh, <laughs> 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 I've gotten this close to finishing the report 49 times. Well, we'll do it. I feel like this is the one. Yeah. This is the one. No, we'll get through it. 50th episode. 50 episodes, man. That Matt. is amazing. That is amazing. Who would I have thought like it? Who would have thought we'd still be alive after all this time? I feel like it'd be kind of interesting to go back and listen to the first couple because, like... While I definitely knew you both, I feel like I've definitely gotten closer to you now that we do this podcast together. Yeah, because it was around like, was it episode eight when we started sharing bunk beds? Yeah, that was probably yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a big step. Before that, that we were before step. that we were playing it kind of cool. Yeah, you know, like a new relationship. We're like, oh no, what do yeah, you mean? Cool, I always man. look this gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I, I, I never fart. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Dave's uh, doing a couple this cute of little in. shoulder thing, yeah. which is adorable. But now, I love I, it. Well, I've, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've just tried to spice up the relationship a little with this new hair. <laughs> yeah. Work, but apparently I look like I've just let myself go. No, I didn't mean it like that, even though that's kind of how I said it. But yeah. not, not what I meant it. The words I said were not the ones I meant. Not what I meant. What it, I meant. it is technically the 50th episode, but that doesn't count the three or four lost episodes that we, right. we binned before we went public and brought on our uh, better third. Yeah. Which is Jess. Sorry, is Jess. they can't see you looking at me, I guess. Um, I should say that, yes, Matt and I did try. So technically the, the 53rd, 54th episode, I can't remember, but then we but just had to start again once we knew the power of the, the JP. The power of JP. No, really, I think it's just that um, if you do this sort of podcast with two people, it's one person doing a report and the other going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. like you need a third person. You need a third person to help bring down the report. And I just happen to be in the same city as you. And you, you also have to do a report every second week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. edits that show every second Ugh, week. No, no, no. no. no Thirdsies, good. much better. Yeah. Foursies, too many. Way oh. too many. <laughs> oh, actually, 
We did have a fourth. But once a month. You don't have to do it for once uh, a month. That'd be really good. That'd be I mean, in Feb, uh, other months, you'd have to do it uh, once in a bit a month. Wow. Yeah, once, see, that's the logistics. <laughs> I'm not only a grammar Nazi, I'm also a weird <laughs> month-based math Nazi. That's okay. You said I looked like an I mean, Eastern Dave obviously is no. an Aryan race. <laughs> no, no. White power. No. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I care no, more. I he's more. not. He's I, not. He's oh, a no, sympathizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I care more about calendars than I care about the Aryan race. Let me just put that on record. Wowzers. Never thought I'd have to say that, but I, every week I have to say it somehow. And every, every week what, you have to few, say something. A few minutes in, I have to tell possibly new listeners that it is a joke that's been going on for too long now. And I can't. The more I fight it, I know this. it's like a nickname. Yeah. The more you try and yeah. avoid it, the more it, people want ha, it to have, exactly. have you been looking at the uh, Facebook um, <laughs> message? Inbox lately, Dave? No, I avoid that. Some, some I avoid fan that. art came through, <laughs> I think in the last week. I think it was a listener called Ali. He um <laughs> he photoshopped a picture of you to make it look very much like you were uh, you're in the Third Reich. <laughs> and, oh my god. And then he, he sent a message and then a follow up message came a few minutes later saying, Hi, this is Ali's dad. Just want <laughs> to let you know that uh, we don't uh, believe in the Nazi thing. <laughs> we're not into that. So we, they deny that they exist. They said we're we're, we're not voting for Trump. Um, you know we believe in in uh, human rights. And then Ali came back and said, "Sorry about that. That was just my dad. He's a big listener too." <laughs> Does he actually listen? Yeah, how funny. Is that? <laughs> Hello got to Ali's fam. dad. Got the whole so fam. Okay. Uh, I feel more like I have more in common with Ali's dad than Ali, who's doing the Nazi fan art. <laughs> Nazi fart. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's How favorite. How like that? Yeah. Matt. Uh, Poo go on. Oh, I, uh, I'm, I was, I was in Newcastle over the weekend. You were. That's right for the National Young Writers Festival. Upon, How was upon it? Upon No, not Newcastle. Upon time. Uh, the Newcastle here in Australia, and uh, I met a fr- um, someone who I know there, who who is a friend of mine, but also listens to the show, and I sort of only see them there once a year, and. Uh, one of the first things he said to me was, ah, a poo go on. Yes! And he thought Woo! that was so funny, no, which it no, is. No, no, no. It is, it Matt, is. It is. Matt, it's funny. Poo go on. Matt, Matt, it's we've, funny. Look, we've had, we've had some self-indulgent starts to episodes before, but this, this is... one probably... <laughs> hey, 50 episodes in. You're yeah. either with us or you're against us. <laughs> You've got to get nostalgic at this point, you know? Let's all go back yeah. and think about... Back, way back to episode number three when Jess... You know, this is yeah. one of those clip show episodes yeah. where we play like clips of the episodes that you know a lot of people have already heard. <laughs> it's not like The Simpsons 500th episode where you don't remember every little bit. It's not like um, we could really do like bloopers shows because we leave all that shit in. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah, we do. It has We've to said be some dumb pretty stuff. pretty offensive to get. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and we mean really offensive. Um, <laughs> wow. Thank God you don't hear what we cut. Oh but anyway. Until now. Until now. That's it's right. It's the uncut show. This episode, I promise not to cut out anything except the times that you refer to me as a Nazi from here on out. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, Much like a Nazi would. Yeah. Oh, no. Now I have to try and keep it in because I believe in free speech, <laughs> even though it's denigrating my reputation. No, you're right. It's like the more you've fought it and the more of the reaction we get out of you means we keep going. Like, if, if early on you'd gone, ha, 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 I am a Nazi sympathiser. Anyway, then I we probably like, would have stopped. No, I feel like that could have been taken out of context. Much like I could take yeah. your <laughs> voice out of context uh, and just play that on loop. For this week's episode is just laughing. Ha, 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 I am a beep. Not going to insert it because you'll do the same to me. That's right. Very smart. Got some... I've got something up my sleeve here to keep you in check. All right, guys, we're going to get on with our 50th report. 
It's quite fitting that it's you doing it, I was going to say, it's only fair. You're the man who came up with the... Uh, with the whole concept in the first place, and you always. I'm glad that's on the record reports. now, so you can't kick me out and try and sell this Go to some on, sort of big TV network. And you're I, out. I did come up with the name, though. Remember that? Is that true? And Jess Coasted came up. In later. Came, came up with the humour. Oh, that's right. Before you, Jess, be it, it was not a comedy show. <laughs> it was a very serious show. <laughs> oh, a little too serious. I contribute zero knowledge, but a little bit of fun, a bit of charm. Ah, oh, that'll be my uh, my biography, I reckon. Zero knowledge little bit of fun. No, it should be zero knowledge, maximum fun. Stop it. No, but that's that's no, that's just not true. I wouldn't lie to people. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Even to sell a few extra units? Nah. nah I wouldn't right. do it. I wouldn't do it. It won't bend my morals. You can't make me. I will. I'm only a little bit of fun. All right, you better start referring to yourself as maximum fun or I'm going to take that thing out of context and make you sound like a Nazi. <laughs> Matt, do you want to say something uh, that could be taken out of context? Yeah, do you want uh, to say something he could blackmail you with later date? Come on, give me, some, oh, okay. give me something. Um, give me some ammunition. Um, bloody hell, I've got a big dick. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, all right, I'll do that. And then I will... Got him. <laughs> oh, no, it hardly fits in my pants. <laughs> If anything, it's just an inconvenience. <laughs> this, I can't think of big old dick of mine. I can't think of any advantages. <laughs> if I could change one thing about myself. Smaller dick, please. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, why did you give me such a big schlong? <laughs> remember the word schlong? <laughs> Bringing that one back. Oh, fondly, yes. Oh, fondly. You remember the schlong fondly? <laughs> Dave. Dave, inappropriate. Good mate. heavens. This is a family good podcast. <laughs> good grief. Good grief. Jeez Louise. Ooh. Step back, honky cat. <laughs> and let me tell you a story. <laughs> He's so white. <laughs> I am very white. <laughs> no, you're a six foot so Sophie dude. White. So white. That's a quite Elton John. That's a quite a white thing to do. All right. T- I'm going to start the report with a question as we always do. My question I'm posing to you is uh, two answers. So you can both have a go with this All point right. each, or you can try and uh, get maximum fun or maximum points. I'll, as you guys uh, know, and the listeners at home also know, I'm always the best at answering the questions. No, nearly you always just say you're right. Say that. Ugh. I'm trying to brainwash us into thinking that. Yeah, and then as soon as I get it right, you go, I was going to say that. or Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. But you didn't. Yeah, all right, hit all us. Right. Uh, do you know... The Muffin Man. Yes, uh, but... That is very good. But part two of the question... <laughs> Matt, were you going to say that? You probably were, I, weren't you? I was. <laughs> Jess, if you, she saw that I was going to, I just wrote it down in front of me yeah. and said, I'm about to say this word <laughs> when very... I, I get the chance. And then I pointed at her and said, please don't say it, Jess, because I'm about to say this. And then, uh, God, classic you're, JP... You're a quick writer, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm a very snappy writer. <laughs> uh, do you know the only two diseases... That humans have completely eradicated. Ooh. Um, yes. <laughs> but you're going to let Jess answer first and then <laughs> claim the point anyway. Yes, Jess. Two diseases I that think, we've completely uh, eradicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Saturday night fever. <laughs> That's gone. Oh. That. that. That went out in the, in the, in the early 70s. And the Rock other and one. Rock killed, killed disco. The other one Don't is... Don't say it. Uh, is it the, it's a pox. It's a kind of pox, Is right? it a pox? Is it There's small pox? pox? One of them is small pox. Ooh, that is right. Well done. And the other one, which is much less commonly known, is a disease called Rinderpest. Okay, no, Rinderpest. I do not know what that it is. It mainly affected animals. Normally, Jess says it before I do. But tonight, oh. Dave got in first. Oh, okay. I was about to, to say, say Rhino Pest. <laughs> Close. <laughs> 
You it's, it was an infestation of rhinos. They're bloody everywhere. Yeah, they get yeah, but we got those rhinos good. <laughs> they're, they're really small rhinos that crawl on your skin. Yeah, they're pests. Bloody pests. And nibble on your huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just me? <laughs> Look, I had a sugary drink and I feel pretty silly. Yeah, we're all a bit great. Well, great because we're all a bit silly. We're today. one sentence in to this report. Oh, I was going to tell you that rhino pests it mainly affected animals like, like rhinos? cattle, no cattle and buffalo. So kind of a big animal. <laughs> yeah, but not. Oh rhinos. wait, so it's any disease at all? I th- I assume they are human diseases. Yeah. So out of any disease. Any diseases? We've only beaten two. They're two. the only Completely two. Completely going insane. Rhinopest was gone in 2011, and smallpox, which is the topic of the episode here today, cool, uh, was declared officially eradicated in what decade? Do you have any ideas? 1980s. 1979. 79. Yes, yes. Matt was about to say it. Went out with Saturday Night Fever. 79. They were like, guys, that was the 80s close. are almost here. Let's fuck this thing off. Let's get rid of this. We do not need another pox. No, we've got too many poxes. Don't you reckon? I think it's time for a spring clean. Let's start the 80s fresh. Let's get rid of a pox. Chicken pox? Nah, no, that's, that's too fun. big. <laughs> we need a smaller pox. Okay. Oh, small pox. Tiny pox? Oh, so close. Oh. Uh, uh, but it was officially eradicated in 1979 or declared that, uh, but not before... Killing billions with a B of people throughout history, and all that they a lot of they killed billions <laughs> with a B. With a <laughs> I thought they could only kill once before they yeah. lost their stinger. What a yeah, clever but little what you stinger. don't know is if you get stung on the tongue and then you pash a bunch of people. I've pashed a billion people. Yeah, you have. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have. I've seen you on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Hit me. <laughs> uh, that's just a joke, everybody. Queen B on the dance floor over just there. A, just a joke. Okay. Uh, ah, just a joke. But today's topic is smallpox and how the human race got rid of it. Cool. That's right. So, um, I mean, it's no serial killer episode. Well, in a way. In a way that this is like a serial killer. It's like all the serial killers in history put together would yeah. not even come close to how many people this is killing. Okay, I'm on board then. So, if anything, it's the ultimate serial killer. It and is. A lot of people will die in this episode. So, our <gasps> sicko fans, as I've started calling them, will love this. <laughs> I won't even bother having a death tally like we've done in other episodes because there'll just be too yeah, many. Yeah, good luck. And also, I don't have a pen nearby, but, but ma- mostly that there'll be too many. Too many. So approximately 10,000. Approximately. Oh, very good. She's on fire, Matt. Can you match that? Can you match that, match that wit? He reluctantly gave me a high five. Approximately. <laughs> now I'm saying in the correct tone. Yes. 10,000 years ago, the smallpox virus uh, developed in what they think came out of northeastern Africa. So smallpox uh, spreads through the air and it killed one in three people that got it. Wow. Usually within the second week of getting it. So you, you get it, you get sick, and then you die often pretty quickly. Oh, no. What, where, what's a country in northeastern Africa? We're not talking like pyramid area. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, it, it affected Egypt. Did it come out of maybe one of the curses? <gasps> the pharaoh. He struck again. He's literally killed billions of people, this crazy pharaoh. He keeps... Popping up in our Well, that is definitely podcast. in northeastern Africa. That's right. Wow. But over the years, the smallpox spread around a bit, but it started to gain momentum as uh, people started traveling across the world. Obviously, you know, for a while there, we were all in uh, smaller communities, not realizing that we were that there are other people out there. And as soon as people started to mix, they brought smallpox with them. Uh, smallpox pops up in medical writings from ancient India. Wow. And uh, it is believed that Egyptian mummy... 
<laughs> Ramses V, who died more than 3,000 years ago, is the oldest evidence of someone dying of the disease. They think he died of the disease. Ah, you can die from it. <laughs> that's right. Wow, that really, that lifts the stakes. Yeah, that's more than I, bloody nibbling on your big b- dick. Before that, that, were you I like... it was just like oh. a chicken pox, so you get some spots... You get a bit itchy, it goes away and you never get it again. Have you had chicken pox? Yeah, I've had it had twice. It. Is oh. that possible? Yes. Only if you're a freak. Yeah, a freak. I had, apparently I had it quite mildly when my brother had it. My brother's seven years older than me. And then I got it. <laughs> I got it. In 2000, for the Sydney Olympics, oh. and my dad was like, the whole family's driving up to Sydney. We're going to go to the Olympics. And then I got chicken pox. Oh, and you didn't get to go. Mum and I had to stay in Melbourne, and my brother got to go to the, to the Olympics. I'm pretty sure we heard about this. Yeah, I these. feel like I must have mentioned it. Yeah, I think you did. But yeah, I, yes, to answer your question, I have had But you have had it too, Olympics, I've got scars yeah, I, from I it. I had it when I was a kid, when yeah, you meant too. to get it. Apparently, it's much better as a kid. Yeah. Adult chicken pox is better. Because I told my, my girlfriend... Uh, I don't know. I think I was talking about this report and we talked about chicken box and I was like, have you had it? And she was like, no. Like I was weird for having it. And no, I, I think was it's like, quite common. No, it's very common and much better to I get think, it as a kid, I think right? they try. That's why um, I'm pretty sure that my parents made me hang around this kid who had it so I'd get it out of the way. Yeah. They have chi- they have like chicken pox parties. Yeah. Whereas like if one kid that. at school or like even at kinder and stuff like that get it, they'll put them all together to play so they all get it. Get it out of the way. I've got a scar on my head from a chicken pox. Party. Party. From when you fell over and bumped your head. Yeah, no, I started Playing the pin the tail on the pox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, after doing a yard glass of goon. Yeah, it was a pretty good party. <laughs> Hit this little fucker up. <laughs> uh, so it got to India, they think, from Egyptians who travelled there. Then it got to China and Japan. Uh, but smallpox didn't get to Europe until the 7th or 8th centuries. Uh, there were a few epidemics, but it wasn't properly deadly in Europe until the 16th century. Proper deadly. So then it started getting like out of control. Wow. And because Europe was conquering the world in this century, they spread the disease everywhere else. So once Europe got it, they took it everywhere. Europe. Uh, the Spanish brought the, the disease with them to Mexico and then to the rest of South America, where the local tribes who'd never been exposed to the New World disease were absolutely decimated. Oh, wow. Uh, this is, this uh, is the same time. It, this happened also in North America, where the native people were estimated to suffer a fatality rate of 80 to 90% oh, in some kidding. places. So it... Really, really hit them hard. Smallpox was also introduced in Australia in 1789. 1789? We like only just got here. That's right. The year after the first the fleet white arrived. The settlers, I mean. <laughs> By we. Oh, God. Uh, although the disease was never endemic on our continent, which means you know, practically regularly found commonly among local mm. people. So it was never like a crazy epidemic here, but it was the principal cause of death to our indigenous Aboriginal population between 1780 and 1870. So our local um, indigenous people also suffered a lot. Wow. Smallpox. I didn't realise it was so fucked. It killed. Yeah. In, the, in Europe, smallpox was the leading cause of death, death in the 18th century, killing an estimated 400,000 Europeans every year. Oh, my God. Yeah, so people that... Dropping all over the place. Now, I hear you asking, what happens when you get smallpox? I never said that. Did you, Matt? What, no. Where are these voices he's You were hearing? thinking it. You were thinking I it. I actually was. I was going to ask you like, what the symptoms were, and yes. I was like, he'll get to it. I won't buy I in. knew. I knew. Because I hate it when I've planned to say something, and then and one like, of you asks it. Yeah, it's usually like, me. Let's shut go. Shut up. No, it's usually Matt. Matt, for me. dirty talk. Matt will always ask the question. I was like, I was going to get to that, you piece of shit. Yeah. But out loud, I say, great questions, it's Matt. A, it's it's annoying, so fun doing it? this podcast <laughs> with you. Let's be friends forever. But on the inside, I'm like, fuck you, Stuart, you piece of shit. I hate you. Yeah. 
Sorry about that. Just my good I'm not going to ask any more questions. Right. <laughs> you just pipe down you over that big dick. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. you, you keep that big dick to yourself. <laughs> oh, guys, please don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's damaging my reputation as the man with an average-sized penis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave, what happens when you get smallpox? I hear you asking. Well... <laughs> There, uh, there were. I, I keep saying there are, but there, it's not. It doesn't. It's not. It's no longer an issue. There were two clinical forms of smallpox. The variola major was the severe and most common form, uh, and that's when you get a more extensive rash and a higher fever. And variola minor was uh, less common, sadly, because it was much less severe. And only one uh, percent of people died from that one. So that's the one you wanted, right? Yeah. Uh, but each each, each um, of these early symptoms were often very flu-like, and you'd get a, a fever, and you'd start feeling fatigued. And uh, as the digestive tract in your body is also commonly involved, nausea, vomiting, and back ache often occur. Wow, it just kind of seems like a flu. Yeah. Uh, then the virus Guys, produces. I'm starting to feel a few <laughs> symptoms. Oh, no. Got a bit of a back ache, and I got um, smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> Me big deal. <laughs> Looks extra small on this giant dick. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, Dave. Man. Sorry, sorry, just give a second. I've just got to pop this small no. pox. <laughs> no, no, no. Even is that, I'm what I, is that what it is? No, no. Well, then a uh, characteristic rash appears, particularly on the face, arms, and legs. Though the difference between uh, this is how you could often tell chickenpox uh, apart from smallpox is chickenpox is uncommon to go on the palms of your hands and the soles of your feet, ah. but smallpox went everywhere, so you'd get it. Well, just imagine any everywhere. part of your body, and it would, yeah. What part of your body are you imagining? Dave? Your, your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining butthole. Yeah, stuff like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's all nice. like, oh, no. it's, it's comfortable. It's everywhere. And is it right? itchy like chickenpox is? Oh, I don't think so. no. Well, they become clear and they fill fill with fluid, and Ew. then and then later pass, oh, no. <laughs> and then they form a, a crusty layer, which are eventually, Ew. if you if you survive, it dries and falls off. Oh, I love it! I love it so much. And you are often left if you survive. If you are lucky enough to survive, left with hideous scars. Oh, thank God! How do you guys deal with pus? Are you like? Can you handle pus? What do you mean? How do we deal with it? Like, no, but like you know, I put, I get a, a no, newspaper no, no, and a no. glass, and I take it outside. <laughs> I never kill. <laughs> I never kill pus. <laughs> I never kill pus. I just, Let me put that on the record. I do that humanely. But no, I mean like not do that. That's right. What? <laughs> no. What? What do you mean about pus? Uh, like, are you a bit squeamish with pus, or are you? I'm squeamish with everything. I love it. You oh. love pus. <laughs> so How can you? Is it just your own pus, or? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I can't say I've dealt with other people's pus much. Maybe you know, yeah, in the privacy of your own home. Privacy of your own pus. Yeah, maybe you know, but um, but you're, nothing you'd admit to. It's never you know, been maybe a, maybe a, sure a loved one or someone you you want to get close to. And, what, um, what's this accent you're doing? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm the pus king. <laughs> I'm come. I've come from old England. I know I've had like cuts or old infections that have pussed a little bit, and it's kind of like, oh, it's so cool. It's oh, gross. That's interesting. Great. So you'd love smallpox because there's a I lot of pus involved. I love smallpox. You know what's I'm happened? I'm so sad. It's eradicated. Uh, early on in this episode, I reckon a lot of people have already stopped listening. Don't you reckon? I I don't know if I'd listen on from here. Yeah. Should I have because maybe of the... not brought up pus in my and it's because fun. of the pus? You think that that's what's stopping people? Yeah. I mean, and you're. 
white supremacy and your big talk. dick. And my big yeah, we've all ruined the podcast in one way or another. Yeah, at least I'm just being honest. You know, I'm just being honest with our listeners. Pus. That's all I can pus. do for them is be myself. How do you spell a word like pus? P- Specifically, the word pus. P u s s. Isn't that puss? <laughs> it's actually no. It's one oh, s. Is it one s. It's one s for pus. Yes. No, it's Jess, not. I think when you were saying you love pus, <laughs> what you were trying to say was that you love puss. <laughs> Matt, you ruined the is episode again. Oh, no, yeah, it is one S for pus. Sorry, of course it is. Pus. P-U-S. All right, so we're, you're at oh, the stage God. where you've got a lot of uh, scabs and stuff coming up. You've got then, a lot of pus. Then the disease can go one of four <laughs> ways. It goes one of four ways. It can, it can uh, develop into different types of smallpox. You get ordinary smallpox, modified smallpox. Well, hello. Malignant smallpox or hemorrhagic smallpox. Oh. Pick one. What would you pick? Ordinary. Okay. Ordinary for Jess? Um, uh, what, what do we have? Ordinary. I forget modified. what malignant means. I malignant. don't see the good or... It means the cancer's bad or fine. Hemorrhagic. I, I'm going to go... Hemorrhagic makes me feel like hemorrhoids, Hem- right? Or hemorrhaging. Which means... Hemor- like out the butt, right? So I'm thinking, oh, this episode's fucked. It is. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go with malignant. Malignant. Well, ordinary smallpox, which Jess has picked, is the most common and kills 30% of people. Oh. <laughs> modified okay. smallpox, if you picked that, that was uh, rarely, if ever, fatal. So that's the one that oh, you I wanted. Forgot, I forgot modified. Fuck. Can I take modified? Yeah, I want to change. I thought, because that sounded like uh, I could have been an X-Man or Mal- something. Malignant and hemorrhagic were rare, but nearly always fatal. Okay, so ah. malignant is the opposite of what I was hoping. So it we should have gone for modified. Modified. Modified is the one. Uh, if you were a lucky survive, I've got It's here. like you've put a spoiler on it. I and, was just um, lowered thinking it that. To the ground. But then Mag it usually wheels. means that your insurance will be more. Yeah, that's true. Because too. you've modified your car. So yeah. it's like, well, it sounds like it should be a negative thing if it's modified. Cops are always putting them uh, canaries on them. Yeah. Ordinary? What's wrong with ordinary? Everybody's ordinary and we're all alive. When did ah. this become the Fast and the Furious podcast? <laughs> um, I got some friends who used to drive cars when we were 18. And well, yeah. still do now? No, no bragging. <laughs> hey, mate. As adults? Hey, mate. You know how I got here tonight? Fuck off. Drove my car. Oh, bloody hell. Can I get a ride? <laughs> where'd, where'd you get that? You steal it? No. Bought it off a nice lady in Brighton one time. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Six years ago. Oh, nice one. Shout out to that lady. Crashed it. Did you Did you also <laughs> buy her uh, outfit? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a bit chilly today and I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> A little puffer vest, and Matt said I look like an eastern suburbs mum who's picking the kids up. Well, he's soccer. correct. He's correct. Yeah, you yeah. do look yeah. like that. But I'm comfy as shit. I'm wearing a doona. It's the best. So I've mentioned the death rate. I've mentioned uh-huh. the scars. I've mentioned the pus. But ha- did I mention the, the blindness? The blindness? That's right. If you were lucky to survive, uh, in the 18th century, it was responsible for one third of all blindness oh in Europe. Goodness. One third mm. of blindness. So if you were blind, one in three of those people is because they survived smallpox. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So like you survive it and you could, you're probably still blind. Yeah, scarred and blind. So it's, wow. it's, I just wanted to put into perspective how bad it was. Yeah. How bad this disease was. Well, none of us at, at any stage, Matt, I'm going to speak for you for a moment if that's okay. Yeah, that's. Neither of us thought this seems fun at any point, did yeah. we, Matt? No, you really probably didn't need to take the yeah, fun out. Yeah, you of didn't it. need to. We were having fun. I, <laughs> I, and so it was only eradicated in 1979. I wonder, like, 
how many people did it take out at the peak? Well, I can. I was going. This is going to be a fun fact at the end. No, See? it wasn't going to be a fun fact. So you did it again. You did a question in the twentieth century alone. So a century that we were all alive in, okay. and most of our listeners would probably have at least lived a few years in. It killed between five hundred and six hundred million people. Holy shit! In a century that we were alive in. Five hundred and s- between five hundred and six hundred million people across the world. That's a lot. But I'm going to tell you how we got rid of this Australia's horrible Australia's like 22 disease. million. It's similar to our download numbers. Yeah. yeah. Between five and 600 million. A week. <laughs> no, a century. <laughs> oh, yeah. I reckon yeah. we could do that a century. Yeah, we kept this going for 100 years. <laughs> now, there were some early forms of vaccination that people undertook to, pre- to prevent the terrifying disease. So people were looking for a cure f- for forever because, you know, the, the pox would come to town and it would be awful. The pox would the come pox. to town. Much like Santa Claus. That's right. He comes around. Just as terrifying to children. Oh my God, the pox is here. I can't believe it's that time of year again. Oh my God, it's going to kiss mum under under the mistletoe. And then she'll pass it on to dad and we'll all die. We'll all die. All go blind. (laughs) Best case scenario. (laughs) Let's roll the dice. (laughs) Uh, The earliest recorded example of preventing smallpox was in 1022 in China. A Buddhist nun would get smallpox scabs, grind them up, and then blow them into the nose of people she wanted to inoculate. The right nostril was used for boys and the left for girls. Okay, well that... What's the nostril thing got to do with it? That, that's part of the, the, the nun thing. Wait, I look... <laughs> I had religious... It's just the nun thing. It's, right, yeah. it's the nun thing around these parts. I, 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 I need you to say all of that again. You missed all of that? Well, I heard it, but I don't know if I understood. Okay, so she gets scabs from someone who survived smallpox, Whoa. grind it up into dust, and then and put, she it in, thinks that'll heal. put it in a pipe and then blow it into your nose. And that sounds weird, but the nun, that, uh, when she did this correctly, uh, she noticed that if you got smallpox and survived, you never got it again. So you're immune for life, essentially. So by blowing uh, the scabs of someone into a healthy, healthy person's nose... The person had more protection and they were less likely to get smallpox. So it actually worked. I think I'd actually prefer the needle to the arm rather than some dust, some dust up the scab nose. up my nose. I, I reckon just kill me. I'd t- is that like that's <laughs> is that another, an option? Yeah, is that a chance? Is that a choice? If you want, why why are you going straight to that option? I'm just not enjoying this podcast. Okay. Now, by the 1700s, <laughs> we cut cut uh, seven centuries forward. People had noticed that the immunity that survivors had. And uh, a preventative measure called variolation, variolation was quite common. Variolation. Variolation. Uh, this, is wh- this was uh, doctors, you're not going to like this, man, cutting off infected people's scabs and then pr- precisely cutting a healthy person four or five times on the arm and then putting the scab inside the wound and then bandaging <laughs> it up. Oh. So, and uh, you would often get, so you'd get a little bit sick, you'd get a little bit sick. But oh. you, then you would be immune to the proper disease for life. So it's like an early immunization. Yeah, so this is like the first type of immunization. That's right. Wow. And it did the job. That's so gross, though. All right, I take the dust up the nose then. <laughs> yeah, oh, do- doctor. <laughs> would you take that? Uh, all right. Over them, like cutting me and inserting somebody else's scab into my arm. I'd, sh- I'd shelve it, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but do you still get the nun to blow it up there? <laughs> I'm not cured yet. <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave, take this seriously. <laughs> the right hole for boys, the left hole for girls. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you've got... Moving on. 
Uh, doctors sought to monopolise this variolation tr- uh, simple treatment by convincing the public that the procedure could only be done by a trained professional. Because really, they're just taking a scab, cut you open and put it in there. But they wanted to make money off it. So the procedure was uh, preceded by a s- severe bloodletting. You know, they, they drain your blood. Oh. In order to purify the blood and prevent a fever. So that's absolute bullshit, but they just did that to try and make you think, oh, I won't do this myself. I'll go and pay the doctor for this extra procedure. Oh, that's yuck. Yeah. Uh, the main forerunners of this English variolation movement were the Suttons, a family of physicians, the Suttons, who would revolutionise the practice of variolation. The patriarch, Robert Sutton, he was a surgeon from Suffolk, uh, who began experimenting with the practice of variolation. He kept his method a secret and only passed it down to his three sons. The mystique and effectiveness behind his new method helped promote the business, which soon became wildly successful. So they had a really high success rate, so people started going to their families to do it. Wow. They established a network of variolation houses and clinics and offered franchises to other variolators for a share of the profits if they signed a contract saying that they wouldn't say how the, what the family's secret method was. Wow. What was their secret method? The success of their method <laughs> lay in a shallow scratch. Oh. Careful selection of only mildly affected donors and no bleeding or extreme purging. So they noticed that if you make people bleed, it doesn't help them survive. Interesting. That was their secret method. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Don't make them bleed. Don't make them bleed. Okay. Sorry. Don't cut them open for no reason. Is... I'm no doctor, but that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Sign me up. I like any situation where I, I'm not bleeding, personally. Yeah. It's it's hard to think of a situation where I'm enjoying bleeding. Uh... Savinia! <laughs> <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, by the end of the 18th century, variolation had gained widespread global respect and was thought to be one of the greatest medical successes of all time. So what you think is a horrible thing that you would rather die than do, Matt. Other people were like, thank you, God, for letting us save people. Yeah, Matt. Quote. Old big dick Stuart over here. But, Matt, <laughs> the problem with variolation, <laughs> it, ha- it had a big catch, and that is that it was not 100% safe. Oh. People could develop full-blown smallpox. And between 1% and 2% of people would get it and die. That percentage is still a lot lower. Still a lot less than 30%, right? Yeah. But the thing is, you wouldn't definitely get... You know what I mean? It's 30% if you get smallpox, which you are likely to because it's so widespread. Yeah. So it's hard to choose. Would you roll the dice, go for this 1-2% chance, or risk getting it and then having the 30% chance less the scarring and blindness? Who knows? Because there's always a risk of the... uh, uh, also, there was also a, a risk of the variolation starting an epidemic in the town. So if one person right. got full burn smallpox, then they could give it to everyone in the town. So it, a little bit, hmm. a little bit dodgy. It's very risky. Then we enter a very famous man named Edward Jenner. We enter him. Jeez, <laughs> Louise! <laughs> one at a time. Matt goes last. It's like magic school bus. <laughs> the bus gets real tiny. And we go oh, up man, his butt. I love that. Oh. Edward. <laughs> I did not get that reference. Magic school bus. I think it's because it was it more gets our tiny age. and goes up the butt. Oh, it's just like a... <laughs> yeah, the preferred, a, the preferred entry method of the magic school, school bus. School book or a s- cartoon show? Both. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I do know it. Yeah. There's and like it's like a magic school bus? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. <laughs> Edward Anthony Jenner was born on 17th of May, 1749 in Gloucestershire. He was the eighth of nine children to a vicar. During his school years, he himself was variolated for smallpox, which had a lifelong effect upon his general health. So he had oh, ongoing sickness because of it. Oh, oh no. Uh, in 1770, Jennifer became an apprentice in surgery and anatomy. Three years later, he became a... I love that. It's three years later. He became a successful family doctor and surgeon, uh, practicing on dedicated premises at Berkeley. Uh, Jenna met his wife when he was experimenting with balloons. Does does that sound like you guys? Like she walked in yeah, on him. He was, and he he was, was putting him in his bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Put, he was trying to have sex with her. Yeah. I've just fucking knock. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I slipped. Oh, shit! It popped. <laughs> oh. No. What? What? The the story goes that his balloon descended into Kingscote Park, Gloucestershire. Owned by Anthony Kingscote, one of whose daughters was Catherine, his future wife. Ah, oh, so his balloon yes. you know, floated in, and it and all they sounds fell like euphemisms, love. doesn't it? It does. You know how um, people get named after their surname comes from their job. <laughs> what did Kingscote do? Just, just got on the king's back and kept him warm. Yeah. <laughs> the human coat <laughs> before the invention of wool. And yeah, no, it's what they used to call a big spoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm King's coat. <laughs> Shotgun King's coat. Ah, <laughs> oh. I gotta be king. <laughs> oh, I've got to be king. This sucks. I hate being I'm king. Much prefer to be the coat. Oh, I like <laughs> being the coat because then my arm goes dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look a balloon. See, I remember what it's like to have somebody that spoons you. Oh my god. <laughs> god, you have a great memory though. If it goes back that far. <laughs> it's so long ago. Oh my god, I was kidding. Uh, at the time, <laughs> at the time of Jenna's time, Balloon Man's time, let's go back to Balloon Man, 
Balloon fucking man, yep. At the time, it was a common observation that milkmaids were generally immune to smallpox. Ooh. No one really knew exactly why. They just never seemed to get smallpox. The little hats and the sexy maid outfits That's they right. wore. That wards off any pox, am I right? <laughs> Boys. <laughs> Jen- Jenna hypothesized uh, that cows suffered from a disease called cowpox, <laughs> which is very similar to smallpox, but a lot less deadly. So humans can get it, but it now nearly every farmyard yeah. animal has a pox. Pig pox. Pig pox. <laughs> Chicken. Chicken. Po- oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what else have farmyard animals? Goose pox. End of list. See <laughs> see rest of list. Uh, so Jenna noticed that he thinks that cowpox is similar to smallpox. He he decides he postulated. Love that word. That the pus in the blisters that milkmaids receive. He from postulated. He. Po- he postulated <laughs> that the pus in the blisters that milkmaids received from cowpox protected them from smallpox. So they would milk the cows oh. and then they would get this cowpox in their hands. Ugh. Yeah. It's Wash all, your hands, you dirty bitches. <laughs> dirty, you no. dirty cow milkers. Why did I say that? I don't know. It's very funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> On the 14th of May, 1796, Jenner tested his hypothesis by inoculating... His hypoxithus. His hypoxithus. By inoculating <laughs> James Phipps, an eight-year-old boy who was the son of Jenner's gardener. Don't you miss the good old days where you just test shit on a kid? Yeah. Especially not your kid. Yeah. Get hey, the gardener's kid. Hey, I employ your dad. I own you. <laughs> let me... Let Come me, here. <laughs> let me put some pox in your arm. Come here, kid. Uh, so he scraped uh, pus from the cowpox blisters on the hand of Sarah Nelms, yeah. a milkmaid who'd caught cowpox from a cow called Blossom. Oh, Blossom. Mm. More like Poxum, am I right? <laughs> I think you are. Nah, good on you, Blossom. You're doing your best. I, yeah, so there's you can tell the difference between the poxes, obviously. The cowpox yeah. probably looks a little different. Only if you observe very closely. Like, people didn't know early on that chickenpox and smallpox were different mm-hmm. until right. people started looking really closely that they... The sores look a little bit different. Yeah, the chicken pox look like small roosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, that's why it, where it gets its name from. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, of course, okay. a rooster. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. A rooster being a male chicken. No, right, sorry. okay. Sorry, duck. Male duck. <laughs> if you tape two ducks together, it looks like <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> what do you want if you... What do you want to do if you want a duck? Well, you get uh, you get a couple of cats and chuck them in a bag. Then <laughs> <laughs> you shave them. Yeah. Chuck it over your shoulder. It's lunch and dinner, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? I'm so confused. I know. I'm fucking up a the Simpsons quote. Yeah, it's like ah, uh, it's like oh, uh, cows don't look like cows on film. You got to paint a horse. <laughs> what do you do if you want a horse? Uh, usually, tape a bunch of cats together. <laughs> it's very good. So good. So good. Oh. Uh, Jenna inoculated Phipps, the eight-year-old boy, in both arms that day. So we went a little, we went a little variolation crazy. And then crazy. he turned into Spider-Man. Well, subsequently, he, uh, he got a fever and some uneasiness, Uh-oh. quote, but no full-blown infection. Hello. Full-blown. Um, later, he injected eight-year-old boy with uh, variolous <laughs> material. A different eight-year-old no, same, boy? Same boy, same boy. <laughs> You've forgotten his name. You just call him eight-year-old no, boy. Well, J- James Phipps. Phipps. This time, this time he, he, put, he did the cut thing with proper smallpox in it, uh-huh. and no disease followed. Hello. The boy was later challenged with other variolous material and again show ni- showed no signs of infection. 
aka sure. he kept putting shit in the kid's arm and he didn't get sick. Yeah, and he remained Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. He kept him going. He couldn't risk losing his powers. So Jenna was like, hey guys, I found a much less dangerous way of inoculating people. Also, I invented the term vaccination. <gasps> cool guy. Which comes from the word for cow. Vaccination. Cool. Yeah. What's the word for cow? Oh, in I, well, I, I know that in Spanish, vaca is cow. Okay. But so I assume that other languages are similar to that. But that I just read that he coined vaca. the term vaccination. You're a vaca fucker. Uh, <laughs> Jenna successfully tested his theory on twenty three other subjects. I'm not sure how many of them were eight year old boys, mm-hmm. but he kept testing. Probably it. a few. Uh, he continued his research and reported it to the Royal Society which did not publish the initial paper. After revisions and further investigations, he kept publishing his findings on the 23 cases. Just on blogs, mostly. Yes, he was blogging. Not getting enough cred. Zines. Zines. (laughs) Insta. Self-publish. Just tweets. Just really short. Like, just a whole bunch of tweets because it's only... (laughs) Hey, guys, I have discovered one of seven. (laughs) A disease called... Three of six. Uh, the medical establishment were cautious about publishing that there was a miracle prevention because, you know, obviously if they said that and then it turned out to be wrong and people started dying, mm. that would be pretty bad. So uh, it, it took them a long time before that they published his findings. The news did spread, around, did spread around Europe, like, hey, guys, there's this cure, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until 1840, 44 years later, that uh, vaccination was accepted by the British government who then decided to ban variolation, the one where you cut the arm open. Yeah. And uh, the use of smallpox... Sorry. And uh, they decided they provided uh, vaccination using cowpox free of charge. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, that, but that was after Jenna died, though. So like like Obamacare sort of thing. That kind of thing. Yeah. That, that was the, their Where legacy. From. Yeah, right. But that was after Jenna had died. In his lifetime, he was supported by his colleagues and the king in petitioning parliament. So he kept trying to get this uh, cure out there. Uh, he was given uh, £10,000 for his work on vaccination. Bit of a reward. Wow. He was given another £20,000 a few years later. And in 1821, later in life, he was appointed physician extraordinary to King George IV. Whoa. That sounds good. does sound good, doesn't Is it? It, doesn't it sounds like it the kind of gig that would have a lot of pus, but a lot of puss <laughs> too. <laughs> All the king's puss. I hate myself for that. I really do. Uh, do you remember James? One of my favourite moments of the podcast so far. Wow! Only got to episode fifty before I fucking made you smile, you piece of shit. I meant this episode, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Not in front of the children. No, me, we're all, aka me. We're all good mates. <laughs> You're telling Dave that. Yeah, it's okay, Dave. It's a hey, hey. Hey, we're all good mates. It's okay. No, Jesse and Maddie love each other. See. See, hold my hand, hold my hand, hold my hand. See, friends. Hold my hand, dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, big dog. Remember, <laughs> remember our little eight-year-old boy, James Phipps? Do I ever. Phipsy. Uh, later in life, Jenna, when he got rich, gave him his fa- his family a free lease on a cottage as a way to say thank you. Oh, wow. So he got something for being like a... Not a the superhero. cottage. Just a... Uh, no, just a free lease. live there. Hey, but when you die, I fucking want that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's nice. That is... That but superpowers okay. and free and rent. Free rent. But our story does not finish there. Oh. And then as soon as he was in the house, he just started putting more shit in him. <laughs> yeah. He'd wake up and he's like, like leaning oh, get over. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> not again. Get out of it. 
That shit out Don't of me. Don't touch eh? my butt. Oh, hang on. <laughs> There's that Buddhist nun. He's <laughs> 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 like. Uh, but obviously, smallpox is around for another 200 years, so it takes a few more people to, to get rid of this deadly disease. So suddenly, there's this safer way of inoculating people, but you've got to get this vaccination out there. Millions of people are still getting infected every year, and it's going to be nearly 200 years before it's fully eradicated. Not that they know that at the bloody time. <clears throat> some of the hard people, some of the hard working people, some of the hard people. Some of the hard people. Mm. Matt. <laughs> God, you don't want to big. see me. Huh? God, it's big. <laughs> I can't get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> get out the door. It is a burden. <laughs> Some of the hardworking people were part members of the Spanish Bolmas expe- expedition. Bolmas? Bolmas. Oh. Bolmas. <laughs> I was like, cider? Now I'm no. listening. <laughs> <laughs> in response to a large outbreak of smallpox in the Spel- Spanish colonies, like uh, the S- South American places that they were conquering, like I said before, King Charles IV appointed Francisco Xavier de Balmas. He gets heaps of puss. <laughs> de Balmas. Francisco. That's a good name. Francisco, Francisco Xavier de Balmas. He was appointed to lead an expedition that would introduce Jenner's vaccine to these colonies. So Spain conquered most of South America, which is why the majority of countries there speak Spanish modern day. Uh, King Charles IV of Spain became passionate about protecting against smallpox as he himself, as most of Europe, had been personally affected by the virus. His brother, his sister-in-law, the Portuguese queen had all succumbed to smallpox and the king's daughter and another princess were all infected with the smallpox virus but survived. So they'd gotten really sick but survived. So he was like, I want to get rid of this thing. How can I get the inoculation and the vaccination over to South America? Uh, the unaffected members of the royal family used the old variolation method, but they were left really badly scarred. So he was like, I don't want to do that to my people. Yeah, but chicks dig scars. Scars are cool. Really? Right, guys? In all contexts? Yes. All right, pass me the scalpel, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to carve fuck you Jess into my chest and see how much you like this one. <laughs> hey, I can ignore the fuck you bit. And yeah. like, oh, Jess, a tribute. You got my name on there. Oh. That's nice. Uh, someone sent the king uh, Jenna's book about his new discovery and he was like, hey, that sounds really good. I want to send that across Spain. God, back before bloody iBooks, you know. We what could just, just download them. Oh. Imagine how much easier it would have been. Jeez Louise. Good, uh, good uh, grief. Well, the king started getting pleas from his South American colony saying, hey, we're suffering epidemics. Can, can you do something about it? So he called a meeting with Joseph Flores, the king's court physician, who, uh, who was consulted because he was originally a Mexican guy. And Dr. Flores told the king, how about we send a load of Spanish ships carrying the vaccine to the New World? So that sounds good? Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, Marie, good plan. Maria Peter, Maria Peter, P-I-T-A, like pita bread, was selected for the mm. expedition. That's the name of the ship. And uh, and it was named after... Wait, the ship is called the expedition. No, it's called Maria Peter. <laughs> the Maria Peter. Okay. Okay, yeah. So I, get... thought, I thought Maria Peter was a person. No, no, that's the ship. Maria but... Peter is a ship. And then it's called the Barmas Expedition because it's named after Francisco. I thought they called the Xavier ship the, exhibition, the expedition. And I was like, well, that's silly. That's going to be confusing. But now Maria now Peter is a better name. But is that just as silly or possibly more silly? No, that's great. I like, I like ships with good names. <laughs> You're so weird in that way. <laughs> I was just thinking that like, like unpop- unpopular opinion. Yeah, but geez, I, I like hell. it. <laughs> what would you name your ship? Um, the Matt Stewart. 
Oh. He's a big shithead. <laughs> oh. The old, the old uh, pull back and reveal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what they call what yep. you just did there? The, uh, Let's see, yes. The SS Big Dick. SS <laughs> Big Dick. What would you call your ship? Ship. It's not like a yacht. It's a ship. Oh, so it's big. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Or a yacht. What would you name a boat? That's why you'd call it my dick. Oh, yuck. It's not funny when you do it. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> stop boasting, all right? Make some of us feel a little inadequate. Stop, right? stop boating. <laughs> that almost made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly contextually stop there. Stop boating. But, guys, there's one small problem. Dave, what was your ship called? Don't fucking just fob us <laughs> off. My ship is called, but, guys, there's one small problem. I like it. And that problem is... That you, iceberg. Yeah. No, you get on board and there's no steering wheel. It's, <laughs> it's very, very inconvenient. It's not a small problem, I feel. I feel like that's kind of Look, important. I, I, I just don't want to make a scene. I, <laughs> I didn't want to tell anyone. And then we're halfway across the Atlantic Ocean and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't have a wheel. Yeah, we're not turning. We're not. We're, straight lines. Good. Good. <laughs> or if the water changes direction yeah, a little that's right. bit, that's the way we're going. If anything, I'm doing God's work. <laughs> My boat's called God's work. God's work. God's work. Yeah. God's work is floating aimlessly, apparently. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. It's what he wanted. It's I what, like it. It's what he wanted for all of us. Tell us what you'd name your ship. Oh, are you talking to the listeners? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, because you made eye contact with yeah. me. Oh. And I'm like, I just did. It's called God's work or, but guys, there's one small problem. I'm so sorry I made eye contact with you during the recording of our podcast. I will continue to stare at Never the ceiling. Never do it again. Uh, put your sunglasses back on. <laughs> Roy Orbison style. <laughs> I was going to say Ray Charles. Huh? Oh. Mm. I'm going to call my ship SS. <laughs> hashtag keen for pain. Oh, that is good. Mm. Tribute. That's nice. Mine will be hashtag. No, no hashtag required. Mine will be. Poo go on. Oh, yes. It Can tribute we... to Matt Stewart. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it recently? Dedicated. Their favourite hashtag was hashtag shut up, I can do this because I couldn't figure it out one day. Shut hashtag up, I can shut do up, this. I can do this. But I fear we have to talk more about smallpox. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Boats are more fun. The problem was, uh... how do you get the vaccine all the way from Spain to the new world? Because boat trips at that time... Would take several months, and remember, at this time, the way to get the vaccine from someone was to get someone with cowpox who was recovering, and you get a bit of their scabs. But by the time they get to Mexico or Colombia on the other side of the world, anyone with cowpox would have well and truly recovered, right? So it was decided they would get some orphans <gasps> and make them carry the virus. The twenty-two orphan children In were a backpack <laughs> in little bum bags. <laughs> Why did you choose orphans? They just look so cute. <laughs> There's some red ones and some green ones. I mean the bum bags, not the, not the kids. <laughs> Little green children of Woolpit. Yeah. <gasps> they all tie together. I love that. Mm. Uh, the 22 orphan children were all between the ages of 8 and 10, had never, never been infected with smallpox or had not been previously vaccinated before. The plan to carry oh my the, God. the vaccine... Oh my God. The plan to carry the vaccine consisted of the passage of... Uh, the fluid from one child to another. So you'd get sick, Jess, and as you start to recover, we'd get a bit of yours and then give it to Matt. And then as Matt started to recover, you'd give it to me. And this went down the line so that they kept the the virus alive in different kids. But, like, the kids were all okay. Yeah, it's fine. They didn't die, yeah. Okay. Why weren't they dying? Oh, I'm not saying, okay, like, that's all right then. But, I mean, oh, yuck. So fucked. Why why weren't the kids dying? Oh, because it's um, uh, cowpox is actually not very deadly. Oh, they've got cow. They've got cowpox, yeah. yeah. So, but you just have, but that's not. They don't have that in 
Colombia and Mexico at the time. Right. So they had to try and bring it over there. To then yeah. immunise them. Uh, they were placed under the supervision and care of a director of a local orphanage. Aww. She brought her son along too so he could contribute to the mission. Oh, good job. So she sacrificed her son. But what's so weird is imagine being in that board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got an I've idea. I've got it. 22 orphans. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's so brutal. I love the idea that that's their answer to everything. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Oh, how can we stop the river from flooding every year? 22, 22 orphans. orphans. Give me 22 orphans. Oh, I can solve any problem. Yeah, building of that church is taking a while, isn't it? How do we speed that up? 22, 22 orphans. orphans. My God, Bamas, you've done it again. What should we name that uh, that trendy cafe down the street? <laughs> 22, 22 orphans. orphans. I love it. That's a good name for a ship too. The 22. SS 22 Orphans. Oh, that's nice. That's poetic. Good. Uh, I, will, I would like to say the kids in Bamas' own recordings of the expedition... He expressed many on many occasions his gratitude for the tender care of the orphanage director. His recordings are mostly him playing the guitar. Yeah, the That's complete like his new the complete co- co- recordings of Xavier de Bomas. They say Teller was a good girl. Never want to be late. Why did you go to Jack Johnson? I don't know. He wouldn't do that, that to a, orphans. I thought it was. I just thought who's someone silly. <laughs> I thought that was the silliest. That was the silliest thing I could think of. It was Jack Johnson. It was the silliest thing you could think of. You're a comedian and the silliest thing you could think of. I'd love to see your improvisation troupe. Uh, Give me a person. Jack Jack Johnson. Johnson. (laughs) All right, I need a location. Jack Johnson film clip. (laughs) Ben Stiller on the beach. Seriously. I think... Like, cause you, I mean, what would tell me? Sorry, I know you're you're very good at comedy, and obviously you want to teach me a little lesson here. What would you have said Peter that Coombe. is funny? Well, there you go. You've gone for too much. No such thing. Peter Coombe much. is very funny, but and silly. Jack Johnson is a very popular. But Jack Johnson's more recognisable. <laughs> yeah. So you're on board with calling Jack Johnson silly. It was a, in, <laughs> in this context very funny. I reckon there's people chuckling away. Big time at home no. and on the train. Yeah, chuckling at you, mate. Chuckling at you. Let us know you. what you thought of the Jack Johnson reference. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I missed I missed everything that came before it, but That's I heard guitar. You. <laughs> 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 I said in Balmas' recording, so his aka his diary, and just said, "Oh, it mostly re- guitar recording." It was quite funny. It was actually it was a pretty. Oh good, no! You're, good joke. So you'd already made a joke. Yeah, and then you fucked it <laughs> by making a reference to a very successful <laughs> pop artist. I mean. Pop. Folk, but still folk. very, like, just very funny. Mm. Jack Johnson. Agree to disagree. They said Taylor was a good girl, never gonna win there. Uh, it actually makes sense. Maria Peter Pat is on the window. <laughs> Maria Peter. Uh, the group, back to Balmers. Uh, they divided into two groups and then divided again. So now there's four different expeditions so they can cover more territory. They hit up what is now Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Cuba, and then over to the Philippines. The territory covered by the expedition in the Americas and Asia was not only vast but also brutally harsh with dense jungle mountains and uncharted rivers. And they're taking these orphans everywhere they go. It was very hard going and all up the journey took seven years. Oh, wow. Uh, Everywhere they stopped, Obama set up local vaccination boards that continued to produce cowpox vaccines. So once they, you know, get the cowpox in that area, then they can keep it going themselves rather than having to keep... The orphan there. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Well, the orphans are fucking teenagers now. Yeah. But they, most of them were resettled in Mexico and uh, lived their lives there. Wow. Okay. I was going yeah. to be like, with their families? Nope. No. That's the point. Baby orphan. Oh, no. 
Did you say they be orphans? They be orphans. Oh, David. Uh, they kept local records of who was vaccinated and then tried to promote... Any, any of those local records uh, by Jack Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> they say Taylor was a good girl. Have we, can we think of any other Jack Johnson song? I'm trying to. I like Jack Johnson's own lots of songs. Oh, no wonder you're so defensive. Pancakes, pretend like it's a weekend now. The singer I love, don't you tell me they're funny. Exactly. You know who's funnier than Jack Johnson? Pavarotti. (laughs) That's That's funny. He's just a fat guy. (laughs) That is very funny. Oh, they say Pavarotti bit patters on the window. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) You look outside. <laughs> Pavarotti. What are we talking about? <laughs> it's so, such a delirious potty. So good. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Pavarotti, is that you? Pav? <laughs> Roddy? Pavarotti, Peter Pat. Is that, yeah, that's good. Peter that sounds Pipe nice. Pub. Pavarotti Peter Patters on the window. Oh, that is nice. I think I think that is that is ripe for a weird Al Yankovic version. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tweet. You heard it here first. Let's all so. tweet Weird Al, guys. We've got a big. <laughs> that is a hot take on an old gonna... <laughs> classic tune. Yeah, it's just ready to go. You know that song from 2002 <laughs> and that singer that died probably circa 2002. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Pavarotti, are you okay? Stop pitter-pattering on my window. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> All right, final bit of Debalmas. Debalmas returned to Spain in July 1806 and presented his activity reports to the Council of the Indies, which had been set up. But a few, after, a few years after the expedition, Debalmas died practically neglected and forgotten. Much like the orphans he stole. Yes, but he... <laughs> All, all in all, over 100,000 people were inoculated by his group, and then that spread and spread wow. and spread and spread. So it was a big part. That's amazing. Uh, then we get to the nearly to the 20th century. In the United States, first in Massachusetts, uh, then other states, they required smallpox vaccinations. It was passed as a government law. Wow. And all of those, some dislike this measure, as they still do now with vaccination stuff. Uh, coordinated efforts against smallpox went on, and the disease continued to uh, get less and less common in... Um, developed or developing countries. And by 1897, smallpox had largely been eliminated from the United States. In uh, Northern Europe, a num- number of countries had eliminated smallpox by 1900 by inoculating people. And by 1914, same year the First World War broke out, the incidence in most industrialised countries had de- decreased to comparatively low levels, so it wasn't a common thing anymore. Australia and New Zealand are two notable exceptions. Neither... Aww. Neither experienced experienced endemic smallpox. Like I said, it never was like a common thing here, and never we never had to re- vaccinate widely because uh, we were protected by distance and strong quarantine. Yeah, finally, being really fucking far away yeah. from everyone finally pays off. But Jess, someone about is gonna have to change here because this century that's about to start, we lose five to six hundred million people, right? Is that, well, right? that was in Europe. No, sorry, that is across the world, mostly in poorer countries. Yeah, no, I well, I wasn't suggesting that was in Australia. Someone's got to change. Someone's about someone is about to go wrong in this next century. Oh right, well, so smallpox is hardly over during the twentieth century because, the, so the wealthier, the industrialized countries were getting rid of it. But across the world, um, in many places in Africa and 
Asia particularly, it was still very common. In uh, Even by the early 1950s, only 20 years before they got rid of it, est- an estimated 50 million cases of smallpox occurred around the world every year. Wow. And as recently as 1967, so just about 10 years before they got rid of it, the World Health Organization estimated that 15 million people contracted the disease and 2 million died that year. Wow. So it was really, really bad. But a major contribution to smallpox vaccination was made in the 1960s by Benjamin Rubin. Benjamin Button, that's right. Yes. An American biologist, microbiologist, uh, based on initial tests with textile needles with the eyes cut halfway out, he developed what is called bifurcated needle. It's like a sharpened two-pronged fork, so it could hold a... To, uh, one dose of freeze-dried vaccine and something else as well. I don't know what the other thing is, but it's like... It's his, just, uh, his semen. His, yeah. uh, easy to use with minimum training. It was cheap to produce. It was only $5 for a 1,000 uh, doses of this stuff. It used four times less vaccine than other methods and uh, was reusable after people flame-sterilized the needle. So you run a flame over it, then it wouldn't spread disease. Wow. It was used globally in the World Health Organization smallpox eradication program in the late 60s. And it was estimated that uh, 200 million vaccinations per year occurred during the last years of the vaccine. Wow. So they started, they, they actually consciously decided we want to get rid of this disease. It wasn't like we want to control it. It was like we want to, this is the one we're going to get rid of. Wow. So wipe it out. They uh, should They should do that with other things too. Yeah, I reckon they should. Yeah, they, they totally should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the World Health Organization, they traveled to wherever there were outbreaks uh, with the goal of trying to get rid of the disease, so everywhere it was. But the last case occurred in the Americas in 1971 in Brazil, Asia in 1972, Indonesia, and Indian subcontinent in Bangladesh in 1975. After two years of intensive searches, what proved to be the last endemic case anywhere in the world was in Somalia in October 1977. Wow. Australian microbiologist Frank Fenner played a key role in verifying eradication and travelled to the Horn of Africa which is where Somalia is, the last place where the disease was still recurring. And it's very, it was very difficult because it was very war-torn at the time. On you, Frank. Hey. On you, Frank. What a guy. On ya. And then, so, On ya. And the last case was 1977, but they wanted to play it cool. So it wasn't until 1979. They were like, guys, we did it. It's gone. It's gone. They're trying to play it cool. But the last person to die from smallpox was in England in 1978. Oh. A medical photographer at the University of Birmingham Janet Parker was accidentally exposed oh. to a strain of smallpox virus that had been grown at a research laboratory on the floor below her workplace. It got through the ducting. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, wow. And the virus um, just spread through and then she contracted it and within a couple of weeks died. The outbreak resulted in 260 people being immediately quarantined. So, like, wow. her, her family, anyone that had, had any contact with her or anyone from that uni was put into, like, a two-week quarantine. Like, it was, like, legal. You were legally required to stay in your house. And of those potentially infected, only her mother contracted the disease, but she survived. Uh, the ward at uh, the hospital where Janet Parker had died was sealed off for five years after her death just because they were really worried about it. And all the furniture and equi- equipment inside was left untouched. Like, the whole... Wow. Five years. The whole ward. I would have burned it just down. Set, yeah, I was going to say, set, well, the furniture, set fire to that. Yeah. And then just give the ward a really good clean. Like a really good scrub. <laughs> Get Just a bit money. of an Ajax. Bit of, yeah, easy off BAM, I reckon. BAM! And the and pox pal- is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was good at Photoshop so I could make that on a bottle. Yeah, smallpox, no troubles. That's great. It'll get rid of kitchen grease. <laughs> Grime, pox. <laughs> pox. 
Of all kinds. Shower scum. <laughs> um, so it's gone in the wild, so to speak. But stocks of smallpox still exist to this day in laboratories around the world. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, why? So we haven't really eradicated well, them, so the, we? And the World Health Organization, they first recommended de- de- uh, destruction of the virus worldwide in, in 1986. And they actually set a date in December 1993, but this was postponed to 1999. Oh. And, of course, due to resistance from the US and Russia, who were both like, I'll give it up if you give it up. In uh, 2002, the World Health Assembly agreed to to permit the temporary retention of the virus stocks for specific research purposes, quote-unquote. As in for bloody chemical warfare. Yeah. Well, some scientists have argued that stocks may be useful in developing new vaccines, antiviral drugs, and doing tests. Mm. Uh, And if it ever did get out, then you... But in 2010, a review by a team of... uh, public health experts appointed by the World Health Organization, so people that know what they're talking about, concluded that it was not essential for the health of the public to, to keep it together, that they could still make um, vaccine without having all this extra... Yeah. Potentially... So get rid of chemical it. Warf- yeah, get rid like of chemical it. weapons that could fall into the wrong people's hands. Jesus. That's fascinating. In 2004, smallpox scabs were found inside an envelope in a book of Civil War medicine in Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's disgusting. The envelope was labelled as containing scabs from vaccination and uh, gave scientists at the Centre for Disease Control and Prevention an opportunity to, to study the history of smallpox vaccination in the US. But how fucking gross would that be? Well, at least the envelope was like clearly labelled and it wasn't like Janet. You know, and somebody called Janet finds it because she thinks her crush Toby oh. has left it in a book for her, and then oh, she gets smallpox they, scabs. And she gives me she, a pile of his scabs. She's <laughs> a, oh, it's in New Mexico. I think I think you want American accent. You want? Oh, oh, there. Um, hey, hey there. Okay, sport. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you. Hey, I'm Janet, is. and yeah, I'm. I found this. Uh, this little. This little envelope of scabs, and it, it's really touching because I think uh, Scotty, my my crush, um, he's uh, actually uh, at uh, over at the uh, he's the big man on campus. Uh, he's the quarterback, and he uh, he's also in the uh, the the. Uh, oh, she's chatty, isn't she? He's in, he's in the bloody what do you call the thing where the thing in the school where they're all in a fraternity. Fraternity. He's a frat boy. Yeah, he's me, a frat boy. Do you want me to shut shut her up? Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dearie me! Oh dear! Oh, it's oh. windy out today. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, oh, I'm, cu- I'm I think I got a little cure up the up the old uh up the old cloaca there and. Uh, Oh gosh, she doesn't stop. Okay, look out! I'm I'm gonna pop out now. You're gonna pop out? <laughs> Y'all have that, a good that's day. Some, that's something I've heard Americans say. They say that? No. Pop out. I don't is think that so. a, what is that an Australian thing? I don't think it's an Australian. Oh, thing. Matt, you've popped out of your pants. <laughs> yeah, put it away, put it, Matt. Oh, I know it's hard, but come on. Come on. All right, I'm gonna finish not with fun facts this week. Well, but with some famous examples of famous people that have had Ooh, smallpox. Okay. Famous from history. Uh, they include uh, Lakota Chief Sitting Bull, famous Native American, Ramses V of Egypt that I mentioned before, several Chinese emperors, uh, King Louis XV of France, Louis. who uh, died in 1744 of it, 11-year-old composer, little man named Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart survived smallpox in Austria. I've never heard of him. Uh, and that outbreak killed the Holy Roman Empress, Maria Josephia, 
who became the second consecutive wife of the Holy Emperor Joseph II to die of the disease. So he lost two right He's like, right. come on, I can't catch a break with this yeah. smallpox uh, bullshit. Yeah, get us somebody blowing it up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that where it comes from, that expression? Yeah. Blow it up your ass. <laughs> From a Buddhist nun, there you go. <laughs> Elizabeth I of England and her cousin Mary, Queen of Scots, survived, oh, yeah. the, survived the disease, both of them. Good, good. Uh, US presidents George Washington, Andrew Jackson, and Abraham Lincoln all contracted and recovered from the disease. Soviet leader Joseph Stalin fell ill with smallpox at the age of seven. His face was badly scarred by the disease. He later had uh, photographs retouched to make his pock marks less apparent, which pre Photoshop is very difficult to do, but. He made people do it. Jeez. I might do the opposite. Make my chicken pox scars more obvious. Have you got lots? Nah. Just Show a couple. Us your just a couple. Is that one there? What are you pointing at? Your face. That's just my face. Didn't you say it's on your head? Yeah, it's somewhere. It's above one of my eyebrows. I can't remember which one, though. That one? Is it that? Maybe. Yeah, it's like a dent in my head. Yeah. I've got one there. That's I've, cool. I've got it's one there. Very unnoticeable. My chest. That's a, uh, Dave, that's your nipple. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, disregard. Do you have Do you have two of them? You got another one on the other side? Oh, I thought I was blessed. No, mate. They're just nipples. What about this third one in the middle? Oh no! Oh, oh no, Dave! No! <laughs> Pull your pants up, little man. <laughs> well, only you could call me little man. I'll take it from you. I will take that from you. Oh, but that that is a uh, smallpox and how the human race conquered wow. that disease and how I hope that we should get out there and conquer more. Yeah, I think we should work our way through some other diseases. Do you know what though? I don't think we we don't really move in the in the medical circles, so I'm sure people are working on it quite a lot, and we just happen to hang out with mostly comedians, dumb, dumb shit comedians, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. present company excluded, who are working on other other important discoveries, world changing endeavors, like how to revolutionise cum jokes. You know, different angle, different angle from the from yeah, the standard. I heard you had a breakthrough recently. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm okay. I'm not ready to announce anything that, on here. Thank you. I heard that Melbourne University was going to award you that big grant okay, you applied well, for. I mean, um, you're jumping the gun a little bit there. Oh, sorry, I don't want to announce that. Well, it's uh, don't yeah. want to jeopardise anything between you and the chancellor. Exactly, <laughs> the counsellor. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Uh, yep, the funding has been withdrawn. <laughs> I just just got the call. Just got the call. But uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for. Uh, let me talk about some gross stuff again. I enjoy Loved that. Loved it. Jeez, you do like that, don't you? You don't, do you? I don't love it, no. I think that the if you, the body count on Jess and my episodes are, is well beyond the body count that you you have, Matt. Hello, I Burke and Will's had a few. Had a <laughs> oh, yeah. Including the horse, his favourite horse. Oh, no. Gary? Or yeah. It was, it was it's like Fred Gary. or some weird nah, name like that. It was Gary. I've forgotten it. It was Gary Sweet. He was a, he was a big uh, police rat. <laughs> police rat. Just little rats in hats. <laughs> Your little guns. What are you doing there? <laughs> I combined police rescue and water rats. Right, oh, very good. I didn't mean to. He was also an actor on Stingers. <laughs> Stingers. He did them all. Police rats. He did them all. Shout, shout out to Gary Sweet if you're listening. Oh, I'm sure he is. Sure, I'm sure he is. Uh, yeah, well, I actually, I haven't, I haven't picked... A topic out of the hat this week, so if anyone wants to get another one in there, that's right. We, and yeah, we are. I'm recording this what on Monday, and it's coming out on Wednesday. So, hooray! So you ha- do you do have time to get those uh, those suggestions in? And Matt may pull one out. I think it's actually it's pushing very close to Tuesday, oh. Dave. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no. Sorry, Dave. Uh, 
God, if your dick was smaller, we would have got through this half uh, an hour ago. Look, it takes so long to get into any room. I actually am starting to feel like I don't want you to do that anymore. Okay. You're feeling, oh, well, oh. that means that I'd, I'm going to a lot. How interesting that you would feel that way. Well, it was it was a little bit of fun for a while, but now mm-hmm. that it's out of my hands, I um I'm not enjoying it as much. There we so, go. So now the penis is out of your hands. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if anyone's got any topic ideas, throw them in before I pick out of the hat in the next. Um, this is Wednesday. Yeah, I probably knowing me probably won't pull one out until the weekend. So, yeah, you've got the opportunity. Of course, you can get in contact with us on Twitter. We're going well on Twitter lately, picking up a lot of new followers and people tweeting lots of suggestions, which is great. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, We're awesome. at, at Do Go On Pod. And then on our page, there's links to all of our own profiles where we post silly things ourselves. And you can contact us via email. If that's your thing, do go on pod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We get, we get a few messages as well, which is cool. Or yeah. you can just post on our wall and then. We put a lot of photos up. It was. Um, I mean, we're a few days late, but I feel like it's worth mentioning still that it was podcast day a couple of days ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, and I sent you guys those fruit baskets. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, and, uh, I'm yeah. assuming my gift is... In the mail. Yeah. In the um, mail. Yeah. Here, actually, here it is now. It's, um, you know, a half full fruit basket. So, congratulations. It still Thank has you, my card on it. <laughs> you just crossed out the word. Hey, can I just give us... That for one second. No, you're just crossing out your own name. Putting Jess on. You're spelling Jess wrong. It's Jess. three letters. Is it really three letters? <laughs> I think it's four. I think you'll find your name has four letters. Does it? Oh, you're thinking of puss. No. You're thinking think of... Think about it. Three separate letters. It has three letters and one is repeated. Right. Yeah, fuck you. Right, Perkins, Perkins. Right, well, we're going to have to go Perkins, to the car park and sort this Perkins, out. The only way we know how... With a fight to the death. Uh, but thanks very much for listening. Uh, the loser will, of course, be... Uh, Replaced next week. <laughs> well, I was going to say they were going to be very elated with smallpox and, you know, they can take their chances. But w- hopefully we'll all be back here next week. Uh, Matt doing a report with one of your suggestions. Get them coming in. But uh, until then, I will say goodbye. Ladies, happy 50th, guys. <laughs> Love yous. Bye. Bye. Ladies. <laughs> I am a Nazi sympathizer. Bloody hell, I've got a big dick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.